Well, on January 14th of this year, the prime minister was actually against mandating vaccines, fearing it would create a two-tiered society. And now he has flip-flop saying uh, while he was in Quebec yesterday that his government will now look into forcing not just federal employees to get vaccinated, but all federal regulated businesses in this country, which is basically every business across Canada. So this is uh, this is an issue that it's turned highly political thanks to politicians making it political and further, I think, sowing the seeds of confusion and hesitancy among those already leery of the government and vaccines. And there are still six million people here in this country without shots to date. And many who don't want the shot, uh, some can't take the shot, uh, but enforcing them, does this violate civil rights, civil liberties, charter rights? Can they even do this? Ryan O'Connor is partner at Toronto-based Zayuna Law Firm. Good to have you, Ryan. Good to be with you again, Alex. So uh, there's been a bit of an about-face, and I sense that it's the polling that in Quebec and Ontario uh, mandating vaccines is quite popular, which, uh, you know, after I heard the Prime Minister flip on this, I thought, well, that would make sense then, because this plays well to his voting base. But I I don't know, can the federal government, can they do this, or is this a breach of, of civil liberties? Because a private business can mandate vaccines and say, hey, you can't work here if you're not vaccinated, but can the government do this? Well, the government can do it, but if it's going to be government policy as opposed to an employer's policy, then it has to be uh, considerate of of the Charter of Rights. And there are several rights that are uh, implicated by any sort of mandatory vaccination policy, be it for the federal public service or even as contemplated by the prime minister yesterday, any federally uh, regulated uh, business. Um, It's to be cognizant of the fact that some persons have religious or conscience objections to being uh, vaccinated. Some persons uh, experience disability or health concerns that prevent them entirely Mm -hmm. from being vaccinated. So uh, certainly uh, uh, it's a much... uh, much tougher issue for the federal government to impose than than say uh, you know workplaces requiring it as uh, you know as a consideration of being able to continue to work there. I mean, it has become such a political issue. I mean, I I can say it doesn't actually matter what I say at this point, Ryan. I get emails that would make you know your your skin crawl. People are mm-hmm. angry about this. If you say you've got to get the shot, people flip out. If you tell them you know don't bother, then you get the other side flipping out. So it's become a very political. Um, and and uh, contentious issue, and I blame the politicians for that because I feel like they're using this issue to score points. Well, precisely. I mean, you know, it's yet another sort of um, you know notch in the wall of the prime minister's hypocrisy on any given issue. He always seems to have two positions. The prime minister initially said there will be vaccines available to all Canadians who want them. Now it's vaccines are going to be thrust upon you if you don't want them, if you work in a federally regulated industry like, frankly, yours, Alex, or, uh, mm-hmm. or banking or, uh, or rail or, or certain types of transportation. So the rhetoric has changed. And obviously, the prime minister has put his, you know, licked his finger, put it in the air and saw where the where the polls were going. But it's also somewhat ironic that, that he has always, during his entire political career, uh, celebrated the Liberal Party as being the party of the charter. Um, and there's there's nothing that could potentially infringe the charter more than asking someone or forcing them to engage in medical treatment that they may not wish to on the basis of their medical status, their disability, their conscience, their religion, or because they just don't wish to. Um, For the party of the charter, it's really problematic to be hearing this rhetoric from the Prime Minister. And so where do you see this issue? I mean, between this and vaccine passports, it looks like it's coming. I don't know um, when it's coming, to me, it would seem if they were going to do this, it's a little bit too late because the fourth wave is upon us. The Delta variant is already well ahead of us, um, you know, but 
what do people need to know, um, you know, about their rights and what they can and can't do, should or should not do? Well, with respect to vaccine passports, if private businesses are saying you can only come to our patio if you're vaccinated, that gives rise to health privacy issues depending on the province that you're in, certainly in Ontario. Uh, you know, a requirement to disclose confidential health information is, is problematic from a privacy law perspective. Um, if someone cannot get vaccinated for reasons that, that I've described, um, that engages the human rights code. Uh, but it's more of an issue where we see, you know, the province or even the feds saying, well, you, you need a vaccine passport to go about your, your daily life. That, that's fraught with constitutional issues. But I think individuals just need to speak up about it. And this is not just an issue for you know, the unvaccinated, you know, those who are vaccinated, who care about civil liberties, uh, who appreciate and respect the fact that they received a vaccine, but some others in the community can't, those individuals, um, you know, should also be concerned about the encroachment on rights. This isn't about, you know, being divided between vaccinated and unvaccinated. This is an issue, but whether or not individuals should be required to disclose their confidential health status to do normal things like go to a patio and to force persons who may be, uh, you know, medically uh, prone to, uh, uh, having problems with vaccines, um, those who experience disabilities can't get vaccinated, protecting their rights and advocating for them as well. Yeah, and then there's the issue, you know, you've got different levels of government all saying different things, each point, and you, no level of government really wants to kind of take control of this issue. And then you've got all provinces, you've got Quebec doing one thing, um, Alberta doing another. Uh, so it's created this patchwork um, where people, I think, are really confused by it. I mean, you, you take a look at the school announcement that was made earlier this week. Um, you know, we're talking about mandating vaccines, but to go to school, um, you're mandated to get the measles and the rubella and all the old-fashioned vaccines, but this one you don't have to get. I, it, nothing makes sense. Well, it's just scattershot. I think this this exercise, you know, about talking about vaccine passports and now mandatory vaccination for federally regulated industries in the federal public service, this is really in, in service of attempting to increase vaccination uptake. We've seen some mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. physician proponents of vaccine passports saying that that's the reason, and even some politicians, you know, uh, Premier Legault in Quebec yesterday, you know, talking about vaccine passports being implemented there because vaccination uptake has slowed down. But we need to remember that Canada is one of the most, if not, I think now, the most vaccinated place on planet right. Earth. The risk to the, those in the community who are vaccinated from COVID-19 is very, very minimal. Um, we should be looking at reopening society because of the great success that Canada's had with vaccination instead of continuing to think of ways we can restrict society, segregate persons on the basis of their health status or disability. We should be uh, looking at reopening because of that great success and championing it instead of saying it's not good enough. Yeah, but you're hearing the talk. Uh, it's all about the fourth wave. We've got to put more restrictions in. You saw the blowback that Dr. Hinshaw um, had received um, in saying, look, we've got to live with this. We've got to get back to some kind of normal. And it's either people have now got some kind of Stockholm syndrome, either we have been brainwashed into feeling like we've got to stay locked down, or, or you've got you know, people on one side screaming and shouting, others just saying, I don't want to be part of this anymore. And so... You know, I, I, I try to figure out when the sanity will return with this thing. Well, I think we need to, part of it is being driven by, by clicks in the media, and part, is it, part of it is being driven by politicians to look at polls. But at the end of the day, right. the reason why we have a charter of rights to protect our ancient and constitutional freedoms is because rights are not up for majority vote. There may be a majority of the populace in Ontario and Quebec that, that supports some sort of implementation of vaccine passports or a mandatory vaccination policy. But the reality is that comes up against the Charter. The Charter is necessary in times like this when there is a crisis to protect those rights that we don't necessarily even 
consider that we need when when times are, are good. And we should always be considerate that any pandemic policy that it infringes on a liberty, your ability to go about the community, ability to practice your faith, ability to gather with your friends, all of those have consequences. If we continue to accept that our liberty that our liberties can just be trampled upon, it's much easier for government to justify it uh, in the future. And that's really been the story. The pandemic has has been uh, you know, 18 months now, 17 months of of rights being infringed and other politicians used to defend the charter saying it doesn't matter because we're in a pandemic. Yeah, and we've normalized losing rights. And if you do fight for your rights, then you get labeled as a anti-masker or, or anti-vaxxer, or you just get labeled as a troublemaker when you know, we do have rights. And once they're taken away, they generally don't come back. And so I think we have to be careful with how we do this in a balanced approach. Um, I guess uh, we'll see where the politicians take us on this fight, but I have a feeling it's just getting started. For sure. I mean, we have a federal election coming up and it's hard not to see this for what it is. You know, Justin yeah. Trudeau raising the trial balloon. Is he going to attempt to wedge on the question of mandatory vaccination yeah. for the yeah. public service? There, there's there's certainly lots there that I think we need to look at in the context of an election as opposed to good public policy. Yeah. Yeah. So Aaron O'Toole better come up with a good response or he's going to nonetheless find himself uh, fighting the wedge. All right, Ryan, I appreciate your time on this. We'll uh, talk again. No worries. It's always good to be with you, Alex. Thanks again. That is Ryan O'Connor. He's a partner at Toronto-based Zayuna Law Firm. He's done an awful lot of work, even pro bono during this pandemic, uh, when it comes to, um, you know, your rights and making sure that we hold on to them. Stay with us here. Alex Pearson on point. This is Global News Radio.